With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select Candace Parker. With the first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Rebel Edition, your bi-weekly, question mark, WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Pass. My name is Corey. Bailey, how are you? We here, Corey. <laughs> you we know. here. Yeah. Carissa, how are you? I second Bailey. Yeah, we are here. <laughs> I agree. It's uh, We didn't come to you earlier this week because... Being fully frank, there wasn't much to talk about. For the first time, it feels like all year, the league is in a calm place. Like, like it seems like every other week there's been, like, drama or some, like, some new person entering into an award category that, like, was, like, really spiking the mentions of late. This week's just been good basketball, which is good. Like, I mean, that's that the, you love to see that in the league. I've, I think I've watched more this week than I have probably in about a month or so. And I've enjoyed all of the basketball that I've watched. But it did not make for a ton of exciting podcast storylines, which is not something we expect from our league. And and what's crazy is W Twitter still finding a way to be messy. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Consider the source. Anyway, so we're gonna talk. We're gonna look a little bit of ahead to we're only about a month away from the playoffs so we're going to talk about some of the teams that we think uh might be a little bit scary going into the playoffs or the teams the who we might believe in a little bit more than others because i mean so we have the commissioner's cup next week and then all of a sudden what eight games for most teams left less so we're, we're getting really close i think that as, as a sun fan i'm looking ahead to who i'd like to face in the first round or who i'd like to avoid in the first round or what kind of seating i'm hoping to get Bailey's hoping his team even sneaks in. And Carissa doesn't have to worry about that. Her team is already locked in the playoffs. So we locked in the championship. Oh my God. All I'm gonna say is, all I'm gonna say is they did it as a six seed, and it's much easier to do as a one seed. We will see. Been on the train all year. I, yes, I know. No, I'm not I'm obviously not saying I don't believe in them, but we still got a lot of a lot of postseason to play. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not yeah, I, I've been saying oh yeah, they're gonna win, but I'm not saying like they're locked in as the one seed. I won't say that. So Bailey, what all? I stammered through it. What all categories are we covering whenever we're talking about the postseason today? Okay, so we're gonna look forward to the postseason a little bit, even though still a decent amount of time left. But you know, it's shaping up kind of where we're gonna see who's at least in the running for the postseason and who's not and so we're gonna do some pretty typical bro podcast discussions but 
We're going to have the scariest team in the playoffs, the team that no one wants to play, and then the team that you think could be a surprise in the postseason, whether that means sneaking out a first-round victory or giving a first-round opponent a better run than you think they should, whatever that question means to you. So, Corey, I'm going to start with you since you passed it to me. Who do you think is the scariest team in the postseason this year as of right now? So, like, I I just said what I said about Chicago, but, like, also if you told me they swept the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. So, like, that to me is pretty scary. I I, Like, I I think that they're the team I believe the most in, so that's I, I would go that way as well. I think that they're the most complete team in the league. They're the team that I like, and it's not just because we've seen them do it before, because as we know, there's not a ton of repeats in recent memory in the W, but I just think that the version we saw of the sky in the playoffs last year is the most terrifying form of WNBA basketball I've ever watched and the most enjoyable. So um, uh, in terms of like lower seeded teams that I think could maybe scare somebody, I think if the mystics are right, I think they're right there. So like if they're healthy, if they're fully fully on the court, I think they're pretty scary. And um, yeah, that that would be those two for me. I I, don't, I think one of I think one of those obviously has a better chance of winning the title than the other. But I do think that as of right now, I think them and the Aces. But I, I still have to see the Aces prove it at least on the defensive end in the postseason before I fully buy in. So who you got? Who's the scariest team in the postseason? I got this guy. Cool, and we're clicking. We're clicking. We literally just beat Seattle without Sloop. So if we stay injury free, it's a wrap. That's a big if, though. But I'm with it. To be fair, Seattle was also on my list before. Like, I, I still think they're very good. But like that, like Chris has said, that that win right there just kind of puts Chicago on another notch higher for me. I mean, yes, yeah, Chicago is. I. I don't think it's insane to say they're far and away the best team in the league, personally. I know a lot of people love the Aces. I know a lot of people love the Sun and the Storm. But, again, the Sky are incredible. Yeah, no, incredible. To me, there's, like, a top tier with just them. And then there's another tier with, like, the next four. Yeah. And then yeah, another tier with, like, the next, what, six? You know what I mean? Like Or, like, yeah. seven. So, it, or, no, yeah, six. And then the fever but like it is what it is yeah no I'm with you I'm definitely with you but for me part of being a scary team um to me is having something that you could see in the postseason that you haven't seen before um and that's not a knock against teams that are playing really well right now but for me, like the Mystics are the scariest team. Because as we've talked about before, the Sky also have this to their credit. They pretty much have the same rosters last time they won for the most part. And I don't think we've had a game this year where the Mystics really played at 100%. Not necessarily like health-wise, but like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like they've really had one of those games where they just really 
turned it all on. Like I feel like they still have another gear they could kick it into. And I think they will do that. And in my opinion, I think that will really elevate them in the postseason. Even if they finish as the five seed where they are right now, I think they could reasonably beat anyone in the playoffs. I mean, I'm really high on them already, but I just think like them hovering around the middle is absolutely terrifying. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like I keep I keep referencing it as a Sun fan. I'm, I, not only because I think the drop-off is pretty significant from five to six, but uh, also I just don't want to face the Mystics. I've seen that. That's my one game live in person is Sun Mystics, and I don't really need to see that again. <laughs> so if somebody wants to see my team succeed, I, I'm, I'm hoping every day that they get that three seed and, and can avoid that matchup. So yeah. I, I, I feel you completely. And, you know, you just kind of said it, but they're also, in my opinion, the answer to the team no one wants to play. Because I think that if I had to take a guess, I would think that other teams around the W maybe feel the same way as I do. Like they're kind of like that sleeping giant, just kind of sitting there, just kind of hovering. You know, because like, especially like they're resting EDD as much as they have and shaping up for a good playoff run and come. Like I would predict, and obviously I'm not a Mystics insider, so I don't know for sure. But if I was to predict, they play 28 games. They have what? How many does that mean they have left? Six? They've played 28. They have eight. Eight. Pardon me. Math is wrong. Um, so they've got eight games left. I'd be willing to bet Elena doesn't rest down the last, like, she may rest the last one, but I bet she plays, like, five straight. Well, it will not be the next one because the rumor is she's not going on that trip. So. Right. But I'm saying, like, I don't know how their schedule lines up either. So maybe not if they're traveling, but I would be willing to bet like they they turn it on a little bit. They may they may push for the storms four seed, but I think they're the team that no one should want to play. Yeah. So I mean, I take this a completely different way, but that's kind of the beauty, right? I feel bad as as much as I just said, I think Chicago is the scariest team. I feel bad for them because if you look at the way the standings are going to fall right now, either they have to play Dallas. And while I think that they would mop the floor at them because it's a three game series, that means that they would have to go to Dallas for a game. And I would not want to be in the state of Texas if I could help it. Conversely, if they have to play Phoenix, you know, someone's getting injured because that's all DT does right now. So I, that that to me is who I would not want to play is whoever Chicago is going to have to play because I don't really need DT putting somebody else in concussion protocols. Only doors. No, nah, she knocked uh, she knocked Ariel Atkins out. Like, oh yeah, no, no, I already know what I'm saying. Like, if we want to see her hit anybody, we just want to see her hit a door because doors are replaceable. But hey, they told, they told me that's winning formula, and, and you see the kicker and the and the elbow thrower being fighting for the eight seed right now. So what do I know? Aaron Atkins is irreplaceable. Carissa, who is the team no one wants to face? So I agree with what you said about the Mystics. I think they haven't been a hundred percent. Like you've seen like spurts and runs, but they can be really really scary. And Atlanta Del- Deladon is still, I mean top of the league (laughs) so but I don't have them I have I actually have Seattle I I feel like Seattle doesn't want to be um you don't want to face Seattle so yeah 
and 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 my thoughts on Seattle right now because I think they're right there as well. Um, and let me know what you think as well. I didn't mean to cut you off, but right now they're seventeen and nine. Jewel Lloyd has not been herself. Stewie has been incredible. They haven't even had Mercedes Russell, and as he has been phenomenal, Gabby Williams has. I don't know if people really see it, but you could argue her place in the defensive player of the year rating as well. Um, she's been fantastic, especially on that end, just her general activity. And honestly, Noel Quinn has a counter for everything. Like I've said this before and I'll say it again, in terms of, if you're watching the game as a fan versus a basketball nerd, like the Storm are a basketball nerd's fantasy team. Like they are just so fantastic to watch if you're watching from that perspective. It doesn't always show up as a, like if you're watching for excitement, but if you're watching for like X's and O's or observing schemes or whatever, man, like that team is something special. And I think there's a lot of value to that. And I also think they're a team that's not going to get rattled regardless of what you do. So a lot of that I would also say about the Mystics, but I do think maybe this is a hot take, but I think the Storm might have the scariest defense of any team not named Chicago Sky. Um, no disrespect to your son, Corey. No, I and I even think and this, maybe this is a hot take. I think they're better than the sky. I think I'm in terms of defense. I think I'm more afraid of their defense. I don't, I, I think it's really neck and neck. I could flip that answer tomorrow and feel fine about it. But, but the storm are a terrifying defensive team. Uh, Chris, what, what do you think about the storm? Sorry, I didn't mean to take your shot. Uh, yeah, you said all the things. <laughs> <laughs> you said all the things. I mean, they have playoff experience, which. If they if they get in, I mean that makes a difference. Yeah, they probably have what three players this year that are going to make all defense, and that's leaving off the likes of like you said Bailey Mercedes Russell, who is good on that end and has not played yet, or Brian January, who is not the player she was last year, but could still absolutely play at that level in a given playoff series. I just think that. It's absurd what they what they're able to do on that end of the court while also having arguably the best player in the world. So it's 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 pretty interesting. I I was wrong. I did not. Well, the reason why I was wrong about that coming into the season, right? And and it's what I said. I, I always I wanted to be a little bit more hesitant. I was like, let's see how Stewie comes back from the injury, and she came back from the injury playing like the, the best player in the world, and she's it, I think right now the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year, top three MVP. Like, it's hard to come back better than that. So, yeah, I don't know. They're scary for sure. I think that, I think that if you're not paying attention and you like you don't stay up for those ten o'clock games, if you're on the East Coast, you're probably not seeing everything that that team is doing, and and they're going to open up some eyes in the postseason. To the other end of the spectrum, Carissa, and we'll start with you. Put you on the spot. Which team do you think would could surprise someone in the postseason? I say the dream. I'm going with the dream. I'm literally watching the replay right now of the Spice game earlier. Okay. But they just have so many pieces 
whether it's Cheyenne Parker, Tiffany Hayes, because she's been amazing since she's been back. Um, of course, Ryan Howard, probably the rookie of the year. And then the way Nas has been playing since she's been a starter. And then you have Ari McDonald, who I, I don't know if she should start or not, but you know, <laughs> I'll leave that up to the Dream fans. But if they get in and they're healthy, because Tiffany Hayes did go down today, if they are healthy and can stay healthy, they could they can make some shake. I agree with you. They would be my choice as well, especially with Tip Hayes back. I know she went down today, but she has been spectacular over her past four or five games. And I think I tweeted it during the game, but I think people really forgot how good mm-hmm. it is. Like really and truly, because she is spectacular at a lot of different things. Left-handed, tough to guard. I was talking to Mark. She has one of the most one of the most unorthodox shots I think I've <laughs> yes. ever seen. Has so much like Legs. down to up, yeah, like so much <laughs> upward motion. And I don't know how she gets it off sometimes, but she does, and she hits it, and it's like. When she shoots it, it looks like it should have some sort of side spin or something, and it just perfect, perfect rotation. Um, but she, she's a – I don't know if she will be, um, but I think she is capable of being their one option when they need to. Today, like when Ryan's not shooting well, mm-hmm. um, you know, she can step up and be that. She's been there before. And then also having Erica Wheeler, Cheyenne Parker's having a career year. You know, you got Monique Billings in the mix, even though I wouldn't be surprised if they still go on with Nas at the starting four. Right. Um, you still have her in the mix. You talk about Aerie, who I think should be in MIP discussions. Don't know if she is the top three or so, but I think she's probably in that top six. And AD. Just, yeah, they've got AD. Don't let me forget AD. They, they've got a ton of lefties. <laughs> and as a, uh, you know, I, I don't know if y'all have ever really played against a lefty, but le- there's just something about lefties that's just, and that's a, that is a dynamic that I don't think is discussed enough. Just having a bunch of lefties, it can have some value to it, but the Dream are fun. They do, you know, we talked about it before, like they're not a great offensive team. They turn the ball over a lot, they have a lot of flaws, but they also have that level of, magic about them where they could maybe catch lightning in a bottle for two games and knock someone out earlier, give them a run earlier than they expected. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Obviously I want to say my sparks, but I don't know how much of a surprise they'll really be if they get there because they were supposed to be there the whole time, but the dreamer way ahead. I think the Corey, I don't know who you're going to say, and I'm just going to say this before I finish my little tidbit. I think had you asked me coming into the year where we would be right now, I think I would have swapped the dream and the liberty and the standings. Yeah. 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 See, I, I keep wanting to say the liberty, and then I'm like, well, are they even going to make it? Right now they're two and a half games out. They aren't quite figuring it out. And it's not like anyone in that six to that six to 11 range is really pulling away. That's, the, what, five teams within three games of each other. But – they're, they're continuously the team I'm most impressed by in that group. And also then I look at the results and it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it, you, you can look as cool and flashy as you want to with Marines passes and, and Sabrina being Sabrina and what have you. And then they're still 
have won less than 10 games this year. So it's not Atlanta. Get out of here. Um, I, I don't believe I, I want to, I really do, but like, they're just like too flawed. They're so flawed. They have the, they, their defense is, it's still good, but it's, it's certainly slipped from where it was around the middle of the season. They're, they're only 0.5 points per 100 possession better on offense than the Indiana fever. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they definitely have some figuring out to do. They have this elite defense and they still have a negative net rating. Like I just, they're they're so inefficient. They're just I just I I that like I said of of all the teams, I don't know of all the teams because like as much as it would hurt me if we lost them, and, and I feel like that's how Corey's life goes whenever he's rooting for things. I would obviously like to play the Dallas Wings more and embarrass them, but of the teams in that range, I'd feel the most comfortable if I'm if I'm a team like Connecticut or a team like Washington, and you tell me not Washington because they wouldn't play them. So like like any of the like Vegas, if you tell me they get the dream. That's I don't you sure because you know the dream is me Vegas. That's cool. I'll take my chances. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just I don't I, I don't buy it. I, I just I want to. I really do. I love what AD did. I whenever they got traded over there at first, I was I, I loved it. Tiffany Hayes is healthy. You're right because she's been awesome the last like couple weeks when she was averaging 19 points. Is she gonna be? I I like. I think the team's much further along than we thought they were, and I think that kind of tricked some people. Honestly, and, and this is because I've not been able to quit this team. I, I legitimately cannot watch them because if I don't, if I do watch them, I'll trick myself into somehow thinking they're a contender. It is your sparks. I still like. I just think that I. It is probably too simplistic, especially now that we're in a best of three as opposed to just a single game elimination. Uh, give me the best player, and, and every time you're putting Nakagumake on the floor, you have a chance of having the best player on the floor. So I, I, you've seen it, Bailey, you've seen it so many times. How many times does she just win games for that team on her own? And then you add in the effort level that you tell me every day that the Cheney is bringing. And I don't know, like, I just, I don't think they would win a playoff series, obviously. I, because I do, and not, that's no shade of them. I just think that the top five teams in the league are so good. Obviously one of those top five has to lose in the first round. That's just how math works. But I do think the gap is pretty noticeable, but I do think, of those bottom teams, like if, if you would see somebody go on a run last year, like Chicago did or like Phoenix did, I I really do think it is your sparks. I think that they, like the numbers don't bear that out. They have a, a, a minus 5.8 net rating. They're not awesome, but I, I do think that a lot of that is because they're figuring it out on the fly and you're having a an MVP candidate season for a team where everyone else around them is kind of, you know, not, but they're figuring it out. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I, I think that it, they also have the shooters that if they get hot, they can shoot you out. Like, well, no, you're making a face, but like, like with what Lexi Brown's done this year and what Katie Lou's done this year, that if, if those two get hot on a single night, like you can steal a game is my point. Not that they're like actually good shooting. I hear you. I, I hear the expression. I had, I had to make sure I had to get you to clarify. Cause I was like, we have two. Well, yes. But like, here's the thing. If both of them are, are clicking on the same night, that's like, especially if you play one of these teams, like, like my my son, who uh, have a tendency to be a little bit anemic on offense every once in a while, uh, you like that having two is enough, right? Like we just brought in Bria Hartley because we needed another person to be able to play on the perimeter. Like that, like that, that's the kind of thing you could take advantage of. So I don't know. I, I think that they're still. I would pick probably each of the the higher seeds, and in, in, depending on how the four or five shakes out. But I would I'm going to probably pick one, two, and three. 
dropping a total combined maybe one game in the first round. But to me, I think the Sparks are the most scary team, or the most like if if one of them was able to steal a game or two, I think they'd be the well, not two because then the series would be over. Man, best of three is hard to wrap my brain around. <laughs> like I, I'm thinking best of five, but it's best of three. If someone could steal a game, I think it could be the Sparks. You know I'm all for it. I know you are. I didn't want to gas you up. Hey, He's also look. realistic. You know, well, Chris, if I'm being realistic, I would have had this whole conversation start and stop where I said earlier <laughs> that Chicago is the scariest team in the league and leave it at that because I think that's what it is, right? Like, I think, I think their path to the finals is much easier than it was last year. I think that whoever survives out of a, a Vegas or Seattle is going to meet them in the finals. And like, unless like Washington is healthy and, and starts clicking like, uh, like that, I just, I, I don't think that there's a lot of the bottom. I think that's why, maybe that's why I'm so bored with the last few weeks of it's fun. And I like watching, like I said, I've loved watching the fever of late. I just wrote an article about how much I like watching the fever right now. They're so fun. I like watching yeah. the Liberty because they do flashy things. I love Ryan. I know that sounded like I didn't like the dream. I like what, they're building but i think all three of those teams are pretty far away i think that phoenix i mean just if i never had to hear about this phoenix mercury team again that would be too soon because they're all drama and no actual results and it's every other day that that there's another issue with sophie cunningham or, or or what have you or like i said earlier dt hurting somebody or and then there's dallas which is the perennial disappointment so I just, it's tough for me to get really engaged on the race for the bottom because that's what it is, is a race for the bottom. That was disappointing. <laughs> ah, that's too funny. I'm sorry, Corey. I can help it. I, you know, I can always say something rude about the Dallas Wings. That's, that's the easiest thing in the league to do. So what else? What else is going on in the league this week? I honestly think that's really kind of about it for us right now i mean it's been kind of a slow news cycle we, we'd be a little late on uh the the tebow links oh, yeah. well he came out and apologized afterwards anyway which i don't know like did he have to say what he said no did he have to apologize also no, no. <laughs> like i think that Obviously, that needs to be fixed. Also, obviously, it's not just happening to Cheryl Reeve. Like, it's happening all across the league. I don't think it should happen to anybody, but, like, acting like it just happened to you is stupid. But here we are. On a positive, we'll be back next week with the big event that we've been waiting for, the Commissioner's Cup. (laughs) Go Sky. I wonder if this, this trophy will be bigger than the one that Kelsey Plum got. Tune in to find out on Tuesday. See y'all next time.